This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. Welcome in to ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. This hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Happy 2021 to everybody. First show of the new year. Yeah. We didn't get any smarter so- over the break. Just so you know. <laughs> Setting a whole new standard for 2021, are we? If you liked us last year, you're probably going to continue to. If you hated us last year, not much has changed. Probably only going to get worse. We got the playoffs set in the NFL. And yes, it is Black Monday as all of the, uh, all of the proper coaches are being fired right now. Yay! I don't have any more sleeps as Adam Gase is my coach. <laughs> Adam Gase is gone for the New York Jets. Announced this morning, Doug Marone gone for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anthony Lynn no longer with the Los Angeles Chargers. So far, I've been surprised by absolutely nothing. Nope. You know what that means? There's something coming There's that's, so, that's, you're, that we're just going to go on wearing. There's a curveball out there somewhere. And I have two of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I still, don't know that there's a curveball coming. I am the, still not convinced that Bill makes it through this day uh-huh. as the HC uh-huh. of the NEP. Uh huh. My other one is Cliff Kingsbury, which I don't. I still can't wrap my head around. You cannot waste time of rookie quarterbacks on rookie deals. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen of Cliff Kingsbury with this team, th- this is not the guy. Uh, you can keep throwing pennies down the well and hoping that it's going to get better. Right. It's not. This is the same guy that got fired at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And you went, hey, let's do that. <laughs> or Let's give him not. an NFL job. Or we could not do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of candidates out there for head coaching positions. Lots of interviews are going to be happening. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is going to have his choice of any job that he wants. It was reported earlier this morning that he was uh, – Gonna, he was going to be interviewing with the Lions and the Falcons, and then immediately it was, oh, the Jets have called as well. So we know Eric Bieniemy is the number one guy that everybody wants, and he's going to have his choice of jobs. Uh, can I secret time? It's not going to be the Lions or the Falcons because those two jobs are sewer water. <laughs> right. I don't disagree with you. As of right now, we have three good jobs we have three bad jobs. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, you got six coaching openings in the NFL currently. There could be more, but we're gonna, we're going to stick with the six. Oh, you could still have Denver. You could still have New England. Yes. and you could still have Arizona. But New England is aside because that's already sewn up. If that happens, Bill Josh Belichick McDaniels leaves as Josh McDaniel yeah. takes the job. So that's that's not really an opening. I mean, technically, it is an opening. Technically, what they don't they still have to post it? They still have to play like they're going to inter- they're oh, going to yeah. hire somebody other oh, than I mean, Josh they'll, McDaniels. Uh, they'll interview seven or eight guys, and then they'll be like, after much consideration, we have decided decided to hire the guy that you knew we were going to hire, <laughs> right? 
from Jump Street. We're going to bring in uh, all manner of uh, of fake candidates here, but we know who's getting that job if that does happen. I, I w- still don't think it happens. I will tell you if it does happen, I will. Oh, you're going to squeal like a little girl. Oh, I will take the greatest victory lap ever. I may put it on Instagram live of me just <laughs> running around the studio <laughs> outside in the cold. So with the off season upon us for what? 18 teams. Yes. Yeah. 18 teams now out of the chase off seasons began. All of these movements start to happen. We're going to play the match game today. We're going to play match game twice today. First, we're going to start out with the head coaches around the league. Then we're going to move on to uh, to the quarterbacks. What's going to happen with the quarterback situation? Last night on Sunday Night Football, I still maintain that was the most god-awful thing I've ever seen in my life on a football field. And there should be some kind of punishment coming from the league for, for making us suffer through that. And you're no less wrong right now than you were six hours the ago. The Philadelphia Eagles need to be sanctioned. I don't care what it is, take away some draft picks, whatever, because what I saw last night on the football field was more egregious than any COVID protocol being broken that I have ever seen. Okay, if you want to take away draft picks from the Eagles from what happened last night, you're going to have to burn down the Jaguar Stadium. Because <laughs> they did it for the yeah, whole season. Because they did it for 16 games. Uh, it was sorry, just... that you got, sorry that you got stuck watching this game on Sunday Night Football. I... Pretty well, and I didn't necessarily think they were going to go the Nate Sudfeld route. Uh That was aggressive. But did you really think they were going to win this game? Uh, Part of me felt like... As time went on, when the Carson Wentz thing broke, I'm not going to lie, I picked Philadelphia to cover. And then the Carson Wentz thing came out, and I went, uh, where do you think that came from? Right. Somebody wanted you to know that. Right. I mean, we knew they were in trouble. It totally made sense for them not to win that game. Uh, it made all, the sense, all the, the sense in the world for them not to win that game. I just didn't want to see it all laid out there like the Sunday wash. Because that's exactly what they did. They went on national television, the only game going on right now, and they went, hey, look at this. This is tanking on display. Well, here's what nobody wants to say out loud, and... I. I don't care. I will. Do you really think Jalen Hurts was that much better? I mean, the Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld was. That's a whole new level of bad, <laughs> right? But in the world of you know, on the scale of Nate Sudfeld to Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts was a lot closer to the former than the latter. Yes. So it's not exactly like he was having a world class day, and then Doug Peterson went. No, we can't have this. <laughs> uh, I just don't want you to lie to me. That was my big point in the sportsocracy this morning. Was he, I don't want you to lie to me. Don't come out and tell me that you're coaching to win the game because you're not. He was coaching to win the game. He left. The, he left. There were dudes out there. Brad Graham was out there. Darius Slay. He was doing stuff. <laughs> they were doing you know, stuff. Nate Sudfeld, on the other hand, did, did you see the stat about his average yards to target? No. It would literally barely get across this room. Nice. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just, was. And I get it. It was bad. Uh huh. It was bad. There uh-huh. was. Look. It's a bad look for the NFL. Look. Three Philadelphia Eagles threw a pass last night. Only one of them had a completion percentage that was not below 50%. <laughs> and that was Greg Ward, who's a receiver. 
but a, a great college quarterback. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I think he would have been better than Nate Sudfeld. I'm just throwing that out there. Very true. I mean, we saw yesterday the uh, the New England Patriots did something uh, very similar as well. They they finally had uh, Jacoby Myers throwing passes again. And without a doubt, the the best throw by a New England Patriot this year, and it wasn't Cam Newton. <laughs> right. Was Cam Newton on the receiving end? Yeah, I have a I have a fun little story about Cam Newton. I'll tell that one to you later. Oh, gosh. Cam Newton. There may be no more delusional human in the NFL universe than, than Cam Newton. Than Cam Newton? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he says not only is he not not only is he going to uh, not wait so long to sign the, his next contract like I, he did in 2020. I believe you will. But... But he also is not sure he wants to take a a backup job. Uh, okay, so what you're saying is you're retiring. Yeah, because there's we're not a starter job out there for you. We're expecting that press conference to come, what, at at, at any moment? I, I think he actually thinks he can be a starter in this league. <laughs> Gosh. We'll get into all of the games that happened yesterday as well as uh, all of the all of the playoffs being sewn up, what we think about the brackets, all of that coming your way right here in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. We'll also, of course, talk about the college football playoff, Ohio State, Drubs, Clemson. They still didn't belong there. Yo, stop that. They still Alabama took care of business against Notre Dame, so we got the national championship set for a week from today, Alabama against Ohio State. All right, Jeremy, are you ready to play the match game? I am. Always one of my uh, one one of my favorite game shows. This and Card Sharks. I always used to love watching reruns of this and Card Sharks. Card Sharks got on my nerves. I still don't <laughs> like Blackjack to this day. Really, anything with Richard Dawson, uh, I was pleased with back in the day. All right, so the head coaching match game in the NFL. Here we go. I'll play host. Jeremy plays contestant. Uh, poor Robert Salah. He's so unlucky. How unlucky is he? He's so unlucky that he's the most qualified candidate on the market and is going to land with the blank. Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. And it's a bad job. This is not a good job. I I disagree. I don't think it's a horrible job. Okay, tell me, what. where's the perk? Give uh, me the perk. The perk is that uh, you, I mean you've got stuff. Uh, what do you What do you have? Because I know what you're getting ready. To I say. mean you've you've got an aged aged quarterback, obviously mm-hmm, that you're completely stuck with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For a year. For a year. And you're then stuck then you can with him for a year, mm-hmm. and then you can get out of that deal. Yeah. Problem is, next year's quarterback class makes this one look like a uh, club of thoroughbreds. Do we have any? Uh, do we have any money? Uh, no, about no. 12 million bucks, oh. and you don't really have anybody that you can, you know. Well, that's. You're not going to be cutting a lot of caps, but. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite unfortunate. Uh, oh, yeah, Kenny Galladay's leaving. Yeah, he's a free agent, and so is Marvin Jones. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can get Marvin back. Mm, um, not with $12 million. You can't. Be a, really? You think Marvin Jones will get that much? Uh, here's a fun stat do you know how many players since week eight have more touchdowns than marvin jones this is zero it's tyree kill and Devonte adams and that's the list <laughs> nice there weren't more right i don't know so yeah somebody's gonna pay him mm, god he's what 32 mm, something like that yeah yeah i just i don't look at this as a good job okay. i look at robert salah as a very good candidate mm-hmm. he has ties in michigan mm-hmm. the 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 Somebody in their government even sent out a letter saying to the Lions saying, please consider Robert Salah. Right. 
And I'll be honest with you, I look at a few of these other jobs and I just don't see the fit. I don't see any way the Jets or the Jaguars are hiring a defensive coach. No, I don't either. I could kind of see it with the with the Chargers, but I I think they can they they go another way. I don't know. I think yeah. I think they will definitely go with an offensive coach as well. Um, I think Detroit fits fine for a defensive coach. I think even Atlanta will go with an offensive coach. I think the defensive coaches getting jobs is you know is, is the rarity nowadays. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you: if you're a Falcons fan, you're really not going to like what uh, Cruella Deville's husband does with your team. <laughs> All right, so Robert Salah ends up with the Detroit Lions. Nick Cesario loves Houston so much. How much does he love Houston? He loves it so much that he's going to leave New England, take the Texans' GM job, and bring blank with him. Josh McDaniels. (laughs) Now this is on the video that Bill doesn't retire. Mm Mm-hmm. Of which I have only heard that from a couple people that are not all that closely related to Bill. But it all makes shocker. sense. <laughs> it's a shocker. Yeah, I didn't hear it from his the, son. No reputable sources have said this is going to happen. Oh, Jeremy just the, wants it oh, to I'm happen. Oh, I'm not the only one that said it. Oh, I oh could, there have been other people that oh, have said I'm it sure. too. I'm sure there are. They're, they're but just no not, one with knowledge of the situation. They're just not quite as willing to run with the sources <laughs> that I am. Uh, I think that is uh, that's quite a possibility. Well, here's the problem. He's gonna at some point today, Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to sit in a room, and Bob is going to look at Bill and go, "You better be in it for the long haul, mm-hmm. because the guy we've groomed to replace you is leaving." Mm-hmm. The two decision makers in Houston will both be New England guys, and they'll both be very attached to Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Texans' job's a good job. But I think the ability to work with Deshaun Watson and work with a, a patriot-y front office, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be honest with you, I think Josh McDaniels knows the house is on fire. I think this is one of those times that he's in the kitchen, the bathroom's on fire, and he's like, you know, I could just slip out that door and nobody would even know I was here. But I still feel like you're going to get way more leash in New England than you would anywhere else. I mean, he goes to Houston and that thing doesn't work. He doesn't be, he's not able to turn that thing around in three years. Well, then here's he's the thing. Done. McDaniels goes to Houston. They're going to give him a lot of leeway. I mean, because you got to understand, this is you're going to have a roster in Houston that is going to be a borderline expansion roster, right? And I hate to break anybody's heart here because I know a lot of people really like the guy. I'm getting ready to say, you've seen the last game of JJ Watt playing in a Houston Texans uniform. That's over. Mm-hmm. Night, night. Turn out the lights on your way out. There's just, the money doesn't work out, right? They're killed against the cap. This is what happens when you trade cheap assets first and second round picks, to pay a left tackle a bajillion dollars. Yep. You wind up in this situation. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, the guy that he has such a good relationship with, probably seen his last game in a Texans uniform too. Okay. So it's, saying this does work out with, with Bill, the way you think it's going to, because they'll have the conversation. Josh is going to get calls. McDaniels will get phone calls. Josh McDaniels will be one of the 32 head coaches in the NFL next year. Period. Uh, I agree. I agree. So they're going to have to sit down with Bill and and make that decision. Should Bill decide, I'm going to go and I'm going to hand this over to Josh, who's your number two for the Houston job? Joe Brady. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, uh, I think they would that have would be to, a bold new move. Well, yeah. they would have to go outside the box mm-hmm. because this is not a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, have, you haven't had a first-round pick in two years. you got a lot of expensive talent. you got a lot of aging veterans. I mean, at the end of the day, this roster is old. Yeah, I mean, not only is it not only is it old, it's not good. 
I mean, this is a team that went four and twelve with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, be honest here. How many quarterbacks in the NFL are better than Deshaun Watson? Oh gosh! If you five, get to five, maybe you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'll give you Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen, and from there it gets real difficult for you to convince me of that. Yes, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And you still went four and twelve. You're set at the most important position in this sport, Russ. Russ, you are. I don't have him ahead of, not ahead of Deshaun Watson. Really? I don't. No, I don't. Wow. Deshaun Watson has never had weapons like Russell Wilson currently has, ever. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the first time Russell's had agreed weapons like Russell. That's has. the first time that you could make an argument he's better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Too. One of my favorite stats that came out of Week 17 was uh, Russell Wilson has thrown for 200 touchdowns. And fewer than 100 interceptions in nine years. He's the first person to ever do that. Uh, one of my favorite stats that came out of Week 17, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw 48 touchdown passes. Yeah, The Packers punter for, punted 46 times. <laughs> they scored touchdowns. Or he threw more touchdown passes than they punted this year. Yep. Nice. All right, Cruella Arthur Blank and his coat of puppies is so desperate. How desperate are they? So desperate. For a coach that he will wind up hiring blank. Either Raheem Morris. Oh, stop. Or Marvin Lewis. No! No, this is awful. This is, and here's the thing I, I have no ill will towards you, Falcons fans. You have the worst job in the NFL, and it's not even kind of close. Whew. Worse than 10, worse than Houston. Uh, yep. Even though they have top much, four picks. Let me ask you a question. How much money does Atlanta have under the cap this year? Under the cap this year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're $25 million over it, and they were the fourth worst team in the NFL. <laughs> wow. Oh, you have a pick at four? Cool. What are you going to use it on? Right. My mock draft, it was Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Sweet. You got you a weak side linebacker. You know what that and a dollar will get you? A Coke. <laughs> You're still stuck with and Matt Ryan. And 100 tackles. You're stuck with Matt Ryan until he's 39 years old. You got Julio Jones that's one of the highest paid receivers in the NFL, and he yep. can't stay on the field. Yep. You got one more year of Calvin Ridley. You don't have a living, breathing running back on your roster. Your offensive line's a joke, and your defense is a sieve. Tell me where the happy is. The happy's with Arthur Blank and the hundred Dalmatians. Yeah, I mean that's this is the worst job I have ever seen come open. (sighs) And they had to fire Dan Quinn. The problem is, I don't think you're going to get anybody with options. Yeah, like Matt Eberflus. You know, the defensive coordinator from, from Indy. Right. I think he's going to get a lot of calls. Uh-huh. I don't th- I'll don't. i go ahead and tell you, I don't think he's going to get a job because I think it's hard for defensive guys to get jobs at this point. Whew. I would go. I, I would definitely take Jim Caldwell over both of those guys you just said. I, I, I believe more in I, – I like Marvin Lewis better than you do. I can't stand Marvin Lewis. He's just one the of, fact that he's he one of the most so resp- mediocre. He, uh, he was, but he was also held a job for a really long time. Uh-huh. He's one of the most well-respected coaches in, uh-huh. in every NFL circle. Uh-huh. So was Jeff Fisher. Mm, yeah, and Jeff Fisher was not a bad coach. <laughs> oh. Jeff Fisher was not a bad coach. The game outgrew Jeff Fisher. Okay. And never forget, Jeff Fisher went to a Super Bowl. Oh, I I understand. But, I mean, he was Marvin Lewis. He was perennially 8-8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside shot, you got a good you know, 10, 11 wins, get to the playoffs. And he never, was, never he was better than that for a, for a block of time. Okay. It wound up that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I really do. I think the Falcons are really going to struggle. Like Eric Bieniemy, oh, he he virtually interviewed for this job today. Cool. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't get on a plane for you. I promise you that. 
because he is not interested. No, I don't see why he would be. And it's like it's like I was about to say about Matt Eberflus. I'd rather be the defensive coordinator of the Colts mm-hmm. than the head coach of the Falcons you at this cha- point. Right, you got a chance to to win something, and you still have time. I mean, Dan Quinn was the most successful coach in your history. You can throw Dan Reeves at me if you want to, but there were some real ugly years on both sides of that. <laughs> Jerry Glanville. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not going to do it. Not going to do it. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Mm-hmm. And I know it It didn't age well in Atlanta for Dan Quinn. He still got you to a Super Bowl. He got you to ver- – you were competitive year after year after year. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be now. Every other year. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's you, Atlanta. You, I, I know. <laughs> Atlanta still doesn't do back-to-back winning season. You, still, you see what I'm saying. Of course I do. Of course I do. But I feel like there's got to be something out there better than just another retread. I'm you sick and tired of seeing retreads. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis probably gets a job in this cycle. <sighs> Which I still I still really don't He's understand. very well respected. All right, we're playing the match game. Head coaches in the NFL. We've got six open jobs. We've been through three. We'll finish it out up after the break here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com Welcome back into the match game here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I'm your host, Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green filling in the blanks on today's program. We're talking NFL head coaching changes as we've got six jobs open right now in the NFL. After today's round of firings, it started off last night with Adam Gase, then Doug Marone, and Anthony Lynn. Still waiting to hear on Vic Fangio, but that's... Uh, He's confirmed. They're, they're going... retaining Vic Fangio. Oh, gosh. John Elway is giving up final say. They will hire a GM. <laughs> but Vic Fangio <laughs> will be retained. Yikes. All right. Joe Douglas never plays the lottery, but he somehow won the jackpot. He has a ton of money, two ones for the next two years, and is going to hire... Blank. Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. I like this guy more and more the more I hear about him. Why? He's very innovative. Okay. And the last time he uh, took something that had been discarded, attached to Adam Gase, uh, he made him a Pro Bowl quarterback. He did. And Ryan Tannehill. Uh Uh-huh. But but you hate the Titans so much. Well, here's the thing. I think Arthur Smith is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Think about how much he's done with AJ Brown mm-hmm. and Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. and he's Corey Davis is going to get paid too, right? Uh, we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> okay. The number I'm hearing on Corey Davis is massive, astronomical. No way. It has eight figures a year. That's a lot. Yikes! That's a lot. That is a lot for a guy who had no career 12 months ago. This is also a very, very smart guy. I'll tell you a little story about Arthur Smith that I did not know. Okay. Do you know who his father is? 
Um, I'm going to guess Mr. Smith. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> He's the founder of FedEx. Really? Yeah. Okay. Arthur Smith's dad founded FedEx. Jeez. That's a lot of money. Uh-huh. And he's a sharp guy. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a little outside the box. And I'll be honest with you, I've heard different names. I just, none of them sound right to me. You know, Joe Douglas, you, you, one of the ways that you can figure out coaching hires is start reading the tea leaves. Where did you and the GM work together where have okay. you crossed paths? Gotcha. How do you know one another? That's why Joe Douglas is tied to a bunch of Baltimore guys. Yeah, Wink Martindale and, yeah. and guys like that. Yes, I do <laughs> see the irony that I said Wink Martindale's name. And, it, <laughs> and we're doing we're talking game. about a 1970s game show. I just think the one that makes the most sense is Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. You have to find somebody. It, whether you're going to retain Darnold or you're going to try to draft an, uh, a new quarterback, you have to find somebody that can develop quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I will be really honest with you. It took everything in my power to not say Mike Kafka right there. Because that's who I wanted to say. Because the more I hear, the more that sounds like it could be a thing. I don't know. I'm 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 still holding off on Mike Kafka gets a head coaching job. I could very well see him being an OC for somebody. Yeah, Derek being me. Uh-huh. I and, and that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm hearing more and more that there are a lot of people that really like Mike Kafka. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, he's a very smart guy. I could see. Okay, Arthur Smith goes to my the Jets. fighting New York Jets. Okay, uh, Shad Khan and his fabulous mustache, mustache, <laughs> and the Jaguars uh, will Jaguar, of course, which is why they're going to hire blank Urban Meyer. And they're not just going to hire Urban Meyer. They're going to give him personnel control. Yep. And they're going to make him the richest coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. From what I have heard, I'm not saying this is done, but Urban Meyer fully expects to be the next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And his price tag is $12 million a year, (laughs) which is without a doubt the most Jaguar thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, how how much uh, NFL head coaching experience do you have? That would be zero. Uh, I'll I'll take zero for the square. Have you, have you ever been a coordinator in the NFL? Uh, what is no? You but you want two more million dollars than what the Raiders gave to John Gruden? Yep. Uh, it would be him and, and Bill Belichick. Control. It would be him and Bill Belichick. You're out of your mind. And you're, and, and. But Shad Khan is just crazy enough to do it. I was about to say, and you're stuck with Shad Khan Mm -hmm. and Tony Khan. Mm -hmm. Who like to be involved in all the things. Yep. I mean, but this is what happens with the train wreck. If you want a coach this elite, you're going to have to pay for it. Yikes. All right, last one. Eric Bienemy is so attractive. How attractive is he? Oh, sorry. Uh, how attractive is he? Uh, he could have any date that he wants. And that's why he's going to choose the best job on the market, the L.A. Chargers. That's the best job out there, and it's not really all that close. Mm-hmm. You have a little bit of wiggle room to get under the cap. You have a franchise quarterback. You have weapons, whether it's Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, if you decide to keep him around at $15 million a year, which I don't really see that happening. That's but a big price tag. Especially when there is absolutely zero uh, dead cap space if you don't. Yeah. And he likes to get hurt. 
a lot. Cut him loose. Yeah, and you have Hunter Henry that I think Eric Bieniemy could do wonderful things with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing that scares me about Bieniemy, I think he's a fabulous coach. It always makes me nervous when a guy is not the primary play caller, and that's Andy Reid. And yes, I it, I would like to see Kafka and Bieniemy go somewhere together mm-hmm. because I don't think Kafka's ready for a head coaching job. I just really like the guy. I've liked him since he was a player. If we're being really honest. But I would like to see Bien. It's time for Eric Bien to have a head coaching job. He's been the best coordinator for this is the third cycle now. Mm-hmm. He interviews for jobs. They stay in the playoffs so long that nobody waits that long to hire a guy. I think this time he will. If there is one franchise that I could see waiting that long to hire a coach, it's the LA Chargers. Interesting. If they get a definitive from him, mm-hmm. this is the job I want, and I think it is. All right, we'll see how the match game turns out. See if Jeremy's right on. I, I mean, I agree with you. There are three good jobs. There are three not so good jobs. Some are worse than others in well, that group. Well, I mean, here's the thing: you got three jobs where you either have a young quarterback or you have a top two pick and a lot of money, or you have no money, none, <laughs> and no draft like, picks, like no money <laughs> at all. Right? Checking couch cushions, design a kicker, mm-hmm. kind of broke. It's never a good position to be in as an NFL franchise. Nope. Uh, but we'll wait and see if anybody else gets fired today. Chances are probably not. We're still waiting on that big news from, from Bill Belichick. I don't think it's Kevin. <laughs> Ham hands. The, the, the bell. <laughs> the sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Don't blame it on the bell. That's all you, Ham hands. There you go. It's got a nice little ring to it. Thanks to Kevin Vick, I now have a bell in the Sportsocracy studio. So no matter where you see us, I always have a bell. And <laughs> thank God for that. Hashtag sarcasm. Uh, the Detroit Lions are going to get a new head coach. We know that. Um, they didn't really, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't win a whole lot of games this year. But at least they've got one thing going for them. The entire city is going to get access to beer. Free beer. As Matt Prater won the challenge. Remember at the beginning of the season we brought you this story that uh, there had been a challenge laid down by Bud Light that uh, Matt Prater and Brandon McManus, Prater the kicker for the Lions, and Broncos kicker Brandon McManus, whoever kicked the longest field goal of the year, was going to win free Bud Light for the city. Well, turns out it was Matt Prater in Detroit. So congratulations to Detroit. You got a crappy football team, but at least you got a really good kicker and there's going to be some free beer in it for you. I actually would help if I, you know, turn that mic on. Yeah, please. I actually have two stories in this and I'll be quick with both. Okay. Steve Sarkeesian has taken the head coaching job at Texas to replace uh, recently fired Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. Currently, Nick Saban has two targets to replace him, and they're both real funny. Ooh. Uh, Lane Kiffin. No. <laughs> it's not going to leave Ole Miss. <laughs> it's Bill O'Brien and Adam Gase. <laughs> Adam Gase, really? Adam Gase, and actually, Gase, his first job was under Nick Saban at Michigan Was it? State. Yeah. Okay. I have a funny feeling that they both might win. They they both might end up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. This is what Saban does. 
Oh yeah, he he has this fun little 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 clinic for depressed coaches that nobody wants. Right. He brings them in, and all of a sudden they get fantastic jobs. I'm looking at you, Steve Sarkeesian, mm-hmm. and Lane Kiffin. Uh, yeah, I don't think Lane Kiffin ever got plastered at a uh, at a uh, team luncheon and said the things that Steve Sarkeesian did. Uh, no, he didn't. To my knowledge, I have never heard that. But Nick Saban, I mean, once you get that cosign on your uh, job application, you could pretty much write your check for the next job. Yesterday during the Browns and Steelers game that put the Browns in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, they had a new play. And it was very Baker Mayfield centric. Okay. Would you like to know what that play was called? I would love to. It was called Maserati. Do you know why they have a play in the playbook? Which has not been in the playbook for the last 15 weeks. This was specifically put in to be the game winning play. No, why is it Maserati? It is because when Baker Mayfield was taken number one overall, Colin Cowherd said, when you're a number one pick, I want you to be a Maserati, not a Mazda. Baker's a Mazda in the NFL. He looked overwhelmed <laughs> physically. He doesn't have a great arm. Couldn't outrun a lineman. Nothing wrong with a Mazda. I've driven a Mazda. I like Mazda. But you pay $85,000 for a car, that's the number one pick. And when you pay $85,000 a car for a car, right. you shouldn't be bragging about the cup holder. Mm-hmm. I still agree with every word Colin Coward said. <laughs> And it tells me just exactly how petty Baker Mayfield is that that name of that play was Maserati. So, which is also the reason he has me blocked on Twitter. So, what was the play? Uh, it was the the first down play. I don't I don't oh, know okay. what the actual play was. Oh, okay, I thought that they was going to have they, something they, to do with it. Well, no, they just felt like the, oh, they called it Maserati and it was a kneel down. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be very Baker Mayfield. It would be. That's why I asked. Yeah, it's, I mean, to me, the fact that you made a specific point to make sure we knew that your final play was called Maserati is mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with Baker Mayfield. All right, we are going to continue the uh, the match game festivities coming up in the next hour where we'll talk about uh, NFL quarterbacks and where they may land coming up next year. But uh, for now, just some random news. Saw this come, ar- come across the uh, the Twitter wire. Jalen Waddell will play in the national championship game. Have they confirmed he's going to play? I uh, saw that he was back at practice. It was reported. Jalen Waddell. Oh, it says might. Yeah, play. I was about to say. I saw that he was back at practice. Yeah. And, and that tends to make me think he's likely to play. Yeah. Which means that this sweet little look how good Ohio State is love affair is only going to last for about 11 days. Yeah, 18 minutes ago, uh, the official Alabama account tweeting out that Jalen Waddell is returning to practice and may play against Ohio State on Monday, which would be bad news for Ohio State. Uh, it's all bad news. It's, it's literally all bad news I, for Ohio State. I mean, I get it. I get it. But- I mean, you got this You got this fun little, you know, we, we had a, we, we all had a group hug. So look at Ohio State. They're, they're so good. Uh-huh. They belonged here. Uh-huh. And then you're very going to quickly see that, mm, no, they didn't. Mm, yeah, I don't... I, Again, to me, that doesn't prove that they don't belong just because they're going to get boat raced by Alabama, a team that has boat raced everybody. They're going to get embarrassed. They haven't boat raced everybody. They beat Florida by six. Mm. They are going to hammer Ohio State. And yes, before you say it, I'm fully well aware that I said Clemson was going to do the same thing. Yes, you did. I might have undervalued how important it was to have somebody in the building <laughs> that knew how to call plays. <laughs> Where all the all the, all this goes back to Tony Elliott. Uh, well, I mean, you lost your defensive pl- the the guy that calls your defensive signals in the second quarter, and you didn't have an offensive coordinator. So you know you were you were kind of 
you're at a massive disadvantage there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clemson did not show up for that game. I will say the, the the two people that really need to explain the the weakness of their performance would be Trevor Lawrence and Brent Venables. Well, I don't know about Brent Venables, but Trevor Lawrence did not. I mean, yes, he wasn't flawless like he uh, normally is. But he didn't play horribly. He wasn't good. You're about to throw stats at me. No, I'm not going to throw stats at you. I mean, the stats were okay. He was over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He wasn't good. He was discombobulated the whole time. He was being harassed like he's never been harassed before in a college game. And he he got rattled. Absolutely, he got rattled. But who doesn't expect that? From time to time, a young player is going to get rattled. And this was the first time we've ever seen it from Trevor Lawrence. And you're 100% right. And I heard a lot of, I, I have to, I have to say this, just, you know, the draft is, that's my thing. Right. So, right. If you're one of those people saying, Oh, look, Jacksonville could take Justin Fields at one. They're hiring Urban. Stop doing that. Don't do that. There's not a coach with an IQ above salad dressing that would take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. I've seen all the Photoshop pictures. I've seen all the things. Right. Stop doing that. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Whoever takes the Jacksonville job is taking Trevor Lawrence. Yes. I, I have to I can't believe them actually having said this out loud, but I saw it so many times that I felt like I had to address it. Unless this, unless there's somebody no trades up. There's no one less. Nobody's there's trading no up. Less. There's no one less. Whoever oh, first of all, Jacksonville's not. Jacksonville taking Trevor Lawrence. I, I honestly think you could offer them ten ones for this pick. They would I do still it. think they would go. Okay. No, I think we're good. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't blame them for it, but, I mean, if somebody wants to come with a crazy offer. You need a quarterback. You you need a quarterback. Uh, We have Gardner Minshew and Jake Luton. Yeah, and and I was wrong on Jake Luton. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, you were. He's bad at football. (laughs) I mean, mean, he's not Nate Sudfeld bad, but he's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, doesn't look like a kid who could grow a good mustache, and Shad Khan's not going to get down with that. Uh, Shad Khan wants to be part of the Moustache Club. And mustache club and Gardner fits and uh, Trevor doesn't. That's just as simple as that. And we're gonna <laughs> uh, how about the North Carolina Tar Heels? I want to talk about that for a second. The Tar Heels in the Orange Bowl. Did you watch it? Uh, I did. And you thought I let myself get tricked into thinking they were going to win, and I was disappointed. Because I really wanted them to, because uh-huh. I cannot stand Jimbo Fisher. Okay. But um, I was very impressed. Uh, I, I will make a sweeping declaration about North Carolina. If they're not in the top, I didn't think about this before I said it, so I don't have a, I had a number, and I think that number might be too small. If they're not in the top eight of the preseason poll next year, uh-huh. everybody's doing it wrong. Okay. I'll give you top 10, but who's ahead of them? I don't know. I I get it. I'm tempering expectations. I mean, here. be really honest. Think about the teams that were ahead of them this year. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then mm-hmm. what next? I mean, you'll have Florida, who doesn't who have a retool, but they who always does? retool and they're always at the top. I, Georgia I will that. be up there. Who? Well, they'll have JT Daniel. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give and you. They Georgia. have a lot of young weapons, and yeah. all right, I'll give you Georgia. I'm not giving you Florida. Okay. I have absolutely no idea who plays quarterback. I mean, I I have an idea uh-huh. because they they had a dual threat quarterback that they used off and on with Trask. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. 
that's not Dan Mullen's style. Mm, Notre that's Dame. That's a change. Mm, Notre no Dame Ian might Book. be up there. It was no Ian Book. Cool. Yeah, you keep listing these teams off. There is no way I have them ahead of Carolina. Okay, with the Heisman prohibitive front runner. Yes, I agree. No way. I agree with that. I'm just trying to name names and see Texas A&M with no Kellen Mond because he graduates. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I've Oklahoma will be up there with Spencer Rattler. All right, I'll give you that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, but still, we're at six. Right? There, there, there are not many. That's the point. There are not many that are going to be ranked ahead of North Carolina. This will be the loftiest expectations of a Carolina football team in program history. But you asked me going into the game whether or not, as a fan, I was going to be invested in how this game went, and yes, I was invested, and yes, everything that I said about it ended up coming to fruition. I saw a football team who looked like they were on the verge of something great. I saw a football team come out there with, you know, they're they're missing uh, three of their top running backs, and British uh, Brooks comes in and just runs like crazy behind that offensive line. He looked excellent. Those young receivers, I mean, obviously having the greatest quarterback uh, in the in in college football, which Sam Howe will be next year, is not going to hurt anything. But you've got a lot of young, good receivers on that team that looked really, really swift. Mm-hmm. And they were in that game. Five minutes to go, well, it was were, still a coin flip. Well, they were leading with 10.30 to go. Mm-hmm. It was still a coin flip with five minutes to go. It just I mean, the resolve for hands. Carolina, I, you know, and I think Jones Angel said this with us last week. No matter really what happens here, if you see fight and you see things like that, you can't be disappointed. And you mm-hmm. saw it. You saw a ton of it in this game. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, it was one of the most entertaining bowl games I've watched. Yeah, Which, I, I'm not trying to undermine this game, but the competition hasn't been great. <laughs> I mean, really. How about, about that it. Peach Bowl? Come on. What about Cincinnati? Oh, they belong in the playoff. They they covered, didn't they? <laughs> they covered. Yeah, they should have won. Ah, uh, but they didn't. Yeah. You better thank your kicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Don't I can't don't believe get me we've wrong. been together this long today and you haven't taken the uh No, I, I because I wanted to see if it would naturally come up. The, and of course take it the did victory not. lap when you beat one of those uh group of five teams that you demanded. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, don't start no, don't no, start no, backing about, off no, this no, no, now. No, I'm talking about what you said. They one hundred percent belonged on the field with you. Mm-hmm. And should have beaten you. Mm-hmm. And they had done more to get to the playoff than Ohio State did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did, but the outcome would have not been uh, anywhere similar. I agree, but I still don't think Ohio State belonged. And uh, you'll never convince me of that. You well, play six I'm games, sure. you don't belong. Sorry about it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh, but you beat the number two team in the country by 21 points. And you have found you some way to be so there. unlikable that you have you have gotten me to a point where I am saying roll tide. Mm-hmm. And that hurt my soul to say out loud <laughs> yeah georgia beat cincinnati 24 to 21 the uh yeah it it, it wasn't it, it wasn't as uh, you know lopsided as it as it sounded uh georgia, georgia only had a one point lead there at the end and then the trash the trash safety at the end of the ball game was it was just like the little cherry on top uh but it was nice to see aziz ojalari out there playing because i they had all been reporting that he was not going to play and he did, and then immediately declared for the draft. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, of course Insta- he didn't. He had one. like four uh, tackles for a loss, two fumbles forced, one fumble recovery, and a safety. Yeah, he might have heard what I said about him on my mock draft because mm-hmm. I didn't have him in the first round. And he was fired up. I might have him in the second one. <laughs> you yeah, should. He might be in the first round of my you, second one. You should definitely have him there. But uh, but no, I thought it was, it, it was another statement like North Carolina. You showed that without your best players on the field, because they had five or six opt-outs as well on Georgia's side, that the cupboard's not bare after you get past those big stars. North Carolina and Georgia, both of my teams, they proved a lot to me in uh, in bowl season, uh, despite the fact that they both didn't get wins. How, how did your team uh, show up in bowl season? I hate you. <laughs> You're not sorry, ruining, you're not ruining you're not ruining Adam Gay's firing day for me. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, at least you do you do have that to look forward to. This is Adam uh, Gay's fired day. It's it's a happy day. It's it's head hunting time for Joe Douglas and the New York Jets. All right, we got more coming up in the sports tank with Jeremy Green right here on ESPN Asheville. Coffee still closes on me. Get him the money. And we get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. And we get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Inc. ESPN National 92.9, 880, and 1400. New year means clean slate in green on green. We're starting fresh, and I got three NBA picks for you tonight. First off, the Dallas Mavericks are a four-point dog against the Houston Rockets. This is a line you have to get right now because there is still a little bit of question as to where, whether Luka Doncic plays or not. I feel very sure that he does. Everything I've heard is that he will. But the betting line has skewed because we heard about James Harden, who was also hurt, first. Houston's not good. Dallas is. I get four points, and it's going to move if I don't get it before we find out Luka's playing. Mm -hmm. So give me Dallas, plus four. Next up, the Indiana Pacers are a a one-and-a-half-point dog against the New Orleans Pelicans. I completely understand why this line is set where it is. There's a little bit of movement because it's in New Orleans. Uh, There's no fans that we seem to still not quite understand that concept. (laughs) Uh, Steven Adams against DeMondis and Sabonis. I, I understand where you would see this. The Pelicans have played reasonably well, but so have the Pacers. I think the Pacers are better. I'm more on the Pacers than Vegas is, and I'm going to keep riding this until it serves to be wrong. So give me the Pacers plus one and a half. Finally tonight, the Sacramento Kings are a one-point favorite against the Golden State Warriors. This is really easy to figure out. This is recency bias. This Golden State team is not good. Steph Curry had 62 real-life points last night. Yes, he did. And it's moved the number down too much. Sacramento should be about a four-point favorite. That's what I think they're going to win by. Give me the Kings minus one. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Really? The Kings are better than the the Warriors? The Warriors are not good. They're not even kind of good. That shocks me. I mean, what do you think? What do they have left? I mean, you got Steph Curry, you got D'Angelo Russell, you got well, D'Angelo Russell's in Minnesota. Or I mean, uh, not Anth- Andrew Wiggins. Thank you, Anth- Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, he's is not the one good. I was thinking of. Yeah, he's not good. And neither is Kelly Oubre. Really? This team looks disjointed. It's not pretty. Hmm. It's just not. You know, Clay, you don't realize how good Clay Thompson is until he's gone. Right. Then you look at this team and just go, "What in the world do you have left?" I mean, I understand they're three and three, but two of those wins were against um, one was against Portland. I can't remember off the top of my mm-hmm. head. I mean, they, they can beat bad teams. Right. Sacramento's not really a bad team. Now, Portland's not a bad team, though. 
you With know Dame what I'm Lillard. Say. Yeah. You've always bought yeah. Portland more than I do. Of course I have. But Sacramento quietly has actually assembled a pretty talented young roster. They have. They have. They have. Uh, I've said this about Sacramento a few times over the last, oh, six months or so. It would be a team that would be relevant were they anywhere other than Sacramento. The fact that they're in Sacramento, nobody cares. Put these guys in Seattle, they're immediately like a spicy team in the in the NBA. Correct. Not so much on the other side. All right, coming up after the top of the hour break here in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, we're going to play the second match game of the day, talking about quarterbacks. Where do they go in the next season? Uh, spoiler alert, Cam Newton not going to be included in anybody's plans moving forward next year. Yeah, sorry for that spoiler, but there's like nine teams switching quarterbacks and none of them end on Cam Newton. All right, thanks, Spencer. Jeremy Green will be back right after this. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. He's got a sly smile on his face. I don't like that look. Every time I hear that opening now, I think of the new one. (laughs) Okay. Jeremy's written a new open to the show that he thinks is... And it's going to be phenomenal. Oh, once it's, we get it's it really done. funny. But now he just he smiles every time he hears it. Every time I hear that one, I'm like, it's missing a line. It's going to be so There's much There's a line better. for both of us, and it's missing it. <laughs> It'll just be just one of the many changes that you see uh, with the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville and the Sportsocracy, uh, Facebook and YouTube live every weekday morning at 9 a.m. You can also now catch us on Sportscaster. Uh, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. Yeah, uh, thankfully, our six days a week is uh, going away. Oh, I mean, it's going away for you this week. Uh, yes. We have not committed to it's going to stay that way. <laughs> You're just not going to be around this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we do the fantasy uh, the fantasy special pick'em show right before the weekly action in the NFL, and now that we don't have football full slates every Sunday... You know, kind of get my weekends back. I like that. I'm I'm looking forward to sleeping past seven o'clock. It is because be, I haven't been able to do that on a Sunday in a really long time. Yep, it is going to be uh, very very nice. But uh, you know, our uh, morning show studio is getting a facelift mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Either, either this week or next week. I, yep, I don't really know how long that takes. Well, uh, you know, it'll take as long as it needs to. Here's the thing: when people tell me they have to install <laughs> things, uh-huh. I don't know what that means. I know that means people are going to show up with hammers and drills and mm-hmm. screwdrivers and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And then stuff is going to like freestand and hang and, and look pretty. Yeah. But I don't know how, what that involves. It's uh, if you handed me a drill and said, do what this does, I would go can't. Oh no. Is it that bad? Uh, no, I could probably run a drill. I was going to say, uh, you can at least do that. Yeah, I don't just, think you're as bad as I am. Yeah, you just don't want me like, oh, oh. I mean, if if with if there was like a, a handyman home improvement <laughs> challenge of right. all the people in media in this city, right? We 
would be embarrassingly bad. Oh, absolutely. We would be the butt nail of that tournament. Yes. No doubt. Yes. I'll be the sneaky 12 seed that might shock you nope. at some point. No, we're but... not. No, we're the, we're the, how I mean, did they get here? Because I even shock myself sometimes. Uh, you're very clean. I'll give you that. <laughs> I am. I actually hung some shelves by myself the other day and I felt, I felt, I felt really accomplished about that. Yeah, about you know, that. you drill the hole and put the wall anchor in and then drill the thing. And it's like, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway, like, look what I have created. Yeah. About that. Uh, <laughs> your wife called, they've already fallen. <laughs> they have not. It's and solid they, craftsmanship. And they broke some things just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> there is a great possibility. There is a uh, one tiny, uh, well, it's not so tiny, uh, but there is one gaping hole. I like how this the started as a tiny hole and turned into a gaping hole. Well, you know, I am a bit of a perfectionist. My wife says it's not that bad. And I was like, are you kidding me? Look at that. So, you know, I got to get the putty in there and I got to I gotta smooth that out just a little bit. But, you know, the way the shelf sits, you can't even see it right now. So, you know, I'm just telling on myself. But, you know, it's one of those things. You knew it was going to happen. I don't ever leave my house, so it, uh, you could have told me that you painted <laughs> the Parthenon on your wall, and I would have gone, yes. Yes. He did that. Painted the Parthenon on my wall. Okay. Did I not say that right? I don't know. I mean, okay. I mean, could have painted a picture of the Parthenon. That's, that's kind of what I meant. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were going for like a whole Sistine Chapel thing mm-hmm. there and just got your landmarks wrong. Might have. Who knows? Know. What's the what's the Sistine Chapel? Is that your next? If it's not about sports, I probably don't know. <laughs> that's, that's you know the ceiling, the the church ceiling is the, the roof. That one of the uh, you know one of the Ninja Turtles drew it. Oh, I, okay, yeah. Moving yeah. on, Leonardo. I think, I think he was the one. Anyhow, uh, the NFL playoffs are set. They are. Uh, unfortunately for Jeremy, the uh, New York Jets just barely missed the playoffs this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, it was a nail-biter. Um, but uh, good for uh, good for me, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as the uh, five seed, we get to take on the Washington football team on Saturday night. I don't know that I've ever wanted something to happen so bad <laughs> as you lose to the Washington football team. Uh I don't think so, my friend. Just for the, I mean, the the sheer, just unbelievable devastation. Look, I get that I didn't know you back when the Jets made the playoffs with Mark Buttfumble Sanchez, but I'll imagine you were a little insufferable about it as well. No. See, with the Jets, I just, I fully expect that no matter how good it looks or how good things are going, Mm -hmm. there's a... I mean, the name of my team should be the New York Yeah Butts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you started nine and one with Brett Favre. Yeah, but you're going to go zero and six yeah. in the last six and miss the playoffs. Yeah, the New York not yet. Yeah, and probably never will be. Oh, now come on. There's always hope. Hey, part, the Bucks even won a Super look, Bowl. Part you of guys will get to it at some part point. Part of being a Jets fan is being blindly cynical. Hmm. I mean, even the Carolina Panthers will probably win a Super Bowl at some point. It's just not going to be in the near future, I don't believe. I could be wrong about that. I do really like Matt Rule. I like a lot of the young players that they got there. But, you know, it's a very special thing once you get to a Super Bowl. Panther fans have been there twice already and haven't gotten to see their team win one. That's more than my team's been in 55 
years. Yes, it is. That's all you need to know. Yes. Yes, it is. But uh, the playoffs are set. Are you expecting... Are you are you ready to predict any upsets? No. Coming we'll up do, in the next round? No, we'll do no. That, we'll do that later in the week. Okay. All right. Just I mean, I'm ready reactions. To, I mean, I'm ready to predict things. It's mm-hmm. just not that. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of things? Uh where quarterbacks land, which is where what I thought we were doing land. in this segment. Okay. Well, I mean, I was getting there. I mean, we wound we up were talking going about down shelves and some building that well, I don't know what you know, it is. You gotta have the little chit chat first, and then you get into the actual meat of the discussion. One of the points that I was going to bring up, the the segue that I was going to use for this is that having a quarterback matters. Having a quarterback Matters to your football the team. right quarterback. You're right. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year with Jameis Winston. It obviously did not go our way. And Hatton in his tenure. Then Tom Brady comes to town, and look what's happened. You're in the playoffs. He's had one of the one of, you know the best year of any 43 year old quarterback in history. And a week from now, he'll be <laughs> playing golf, and you'll be sad. And good for you. <laughs> no, two weeks. Give me at least two weeks. Come on. That team that you saw last night, the Washington football team, you don't really believe that anybody's going to be scared to play that. I know the one kryptonite to Tom Brady has always been really good front fours, Mm -hmm. and Washington has a really, really good front four. Yeah, best in the league. I get it. And Chase Young is, is, that dude is what nightmares are made out of. He is indeed. He is indeed. When Montez Sweat came through with with Sudfeld and just knocked it out of his hand, Mm -hmm. and Chase Young just picked it up like it was a, Mm -hmm. like it was a grape. Like, it. Look what I have. This mm-hmm. is my ball now. Did you see that play as intentional? The Montez Sweat Where you intentionally it knocked it out of his hands. 100% that was intentional. I did not see it that way. I did. He was trying to take it away from him. No, he was trying to knock that out. Like okay. That ball is not, I don't care where it goes, it's not going to be in your yeah. hand. To me, it just looked like Montez Sweat was trying to grab at it, and he missed and it went away. And when Chris Collinsworth said that last night, he's like, oh, what a heads-up play for him. Just hit it away from the quarterback. I was like, I it, it didn't look like he was doing that to me at I all. saw it the same way Chris Collinsworth did. Okay. There are words I never thought I would say out loud. <laughs> but uh, coming up in uh, 2021, there are going to be a lot of changes across the NFL. We talked about coaches at the top of the last hour. So now it's time to play the match game yet again, this time talking about quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, everybody's familiar with the with how the game is played, so I will play the host. Jeremy plays the contestants. I will give you the blank that you must fill in. You give us the answer. New England and Bill Belichick, if he's still there, are so stubborn. How stubborn are they? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they're so stubborn that they will only bring in a quarterback that they know, like blank. Jimmy Garoppolo. I firmly believe Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I totally thought you were going Jacoby Brissett there. No. Here's the thing. Do you know how much it would cost San Francisco to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. I I mean, it's $23 million for Carson Wentz. I was going to say like 10. It's 2.8. 2.8 million. It saves them $24 million. Wow. And that team is good and Mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. They'll be healthy next year. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. I think he did have him up in a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, and I'm well aware of that. Right. I don't think he can stay healthy. 
Okay. But I think Bill is just egotistical enough to say, uh, he'll, uh, he'll work here. Well, he thinks everybody will work there. Yep. And he just got proven that that's not the case. Yep. Jeremy is just so cursed when it comes to sports. How cursed is he? He's so cursed that the New York Jets starting quarterback next year is going to be blank. It pains me so much to say this. It's Justin Fields. <laughs> oh, old Justin Fields from Ohio State throwing six touchdown passes against Clemson Tigers, and look what happens. Look how look how the uh, the the prognostication changes after one game. It pains me so much to say that because I believe in him as a prospect so little. Mm-hmm. But I do look at you know with where the franchise is, you've got eighty million dollars. You're going to have a new coach. The new coach is going to want his guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know every the Texans and the Jets are both screaming the same word about firing the previous coach and what's going to change culture. So I, I mean I don't I can't tell you I know who the next coach is. I know Joe Douglas is the one picking this coach, and Joe Douglas is a big culture guy. Mm-hmm. So you know I, I I see a path where they're going to just try to overhaul the roster and bring in their quarterback because just remember Joe Douglas did not draft Sam Darnold, so mm-hmm. there's no. Attachment, right? There. That was McCagnan, Mike McCagnan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bad word, Miles. <laughs> uh, I mean, Adam Gase. Adam Gase won that fight, but he didn't win the war. Yeah, it's the last thing he won. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, Washington is so tired of dating quarterbacks. How tired are they? Uh, that they're ready to settle down. So, which is why they'll trade up in the NFL draft to grab blank. Zach Wilson from BYU. I look at him with Terry McLaurin, and Logan Thomas has become a thing. Antonio Gibson is really good. Mm -hmm. You just have to have a quarterback long-term. And I think Alex Smith is reasonably priced enough. The, The thing with Zach Wilson that scares me is he's allegedly a little entitled. And by a little, I mean a lot. His uncle owns JetBlue. Yep. Uh, the airline, that mm-hmm. JetBlue. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is a kid that has never really wanted for much in his life, and there are some rumors that maybe he was a little bit, you know, entitled. But well, you sit behind and- Alex Smith. I think Ron Rivera is the exact kind of coach he needs. It's it's one of those things that it makes so much sense that I'm almost sure it won't happen. Because it makes that much sense. And there are rumors uh, that are just that. That are rumors. As far as I can tell. I've seen nothing to substantiate the fact that, or, or the accusations that he's done things wrong. Other than that one article on Walter Football that said, a scout said that he was too much to handle. And he felt he was entitled. It's come from many that. more places than that. Well, everyone that any... It, Everyone that anyone who has investigated has looked into that will go on the record has had nothing but good things to say about Zach Wilson. Well, I got news for you. You don't often go on the record when you're bashing a guy. That doesn't happen very often. That's why it tends to be unnamed sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the Jets. And then we'll attach our name to it and say, our head coach is a moron. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but that's a big jump. That would be a big jump for the Redskins, or excuse me, for the football team to jump up that far because uh, they're going to be picking like 19th. It's not as far as you think. Okay. I'm telling you, the, the, it wouldn't cost a lot for them to move from 19 up and up to like top seven. I don't think you have to go that high. I think you do. I think you got to get in front of Carolina. 
who's sitting at eight. I don't, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Mm, okay, well, that's 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 interesting. San Francisco and John Lynch are so smart. How smart are they? They are really smart. They're so smart that they are going to steal steal blank. Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. Sam Darnold's a California kid, mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think Darnold is incredibly talented. I don't think he's ever going to work in New York. I think whoever the quarterback is in New York has to have a big personality, and that's not Darnold. This is not who he is. Mm -hmm. He is a California kid, and it shows all over his face. And I think the the value is still high enough that you look at a team like San Francisco that might be willing to move off some draft capital because they do have somebody like Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, all this talent. And the defense is good. And they might look at Sam for $5 million for a year and go, you know what? In a year, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. If he's good enough, we'll franchise him. If not, we'll walk away. Just like how things are going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. The ceiling on Darnold is much higher than Garoppolo. Period. But I have seen Garoppolo be better. New Orleans is in so much trouble. How much trouble are they in? Uh, They are in so much trouble. They are broke, and they're likely going to lose Drew Brees to retirement. And that means they're going to be forced to do blank. Start Taysom Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a fun question for you. How much total cap liability do the New Orleans Saints have going into next year? They're over the cap. It's $276 million. You know what the problem with that is? They're a hundred the million over the cap. A hundred million dollars less than that. <laughs> this is a team that is going to get gutted if Drew Brees retires. Mm-hmm. They can still kick the can down the road another year. I just everything I've heard is that this is the last hoorah for for Drew. And then you're stuck. You, know, you got ten, you got Taysom Hill at ten million dollars. You can't afford to do anything else. I mean, you can draft a Kyle Trask if you want to, but you're mm-hmm. going to have big holes in other they places. They got Jameis? For a year. He's a free agent. You have to resign him, too. Mm-hmm. And I have a funny feeling he is not really feeling warm and fuzzy about the fact that he didn't get to start when Drew was out. This is true. Do you think he gets a backup job somewhere? I do. For a lot. I mean, for a chunk. Mm. Much more than the million that he signed this year. Maybe like a five, seven million dollar deal. I'm going back to the wheelhouse of what I said last year. He reminds me so much of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. I could easily see it being Pittsburgh. Yes. And I think that would be a fantastic place. I do, too. I don't know if they would. This is one of those years he's been so quiet. You almost wonder if he's trying to rehab everything. Oh, look, I was attached to Sean Payton for a year. I was the three. Yep. I didn't say anything. I didn't become a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I'm. It still have all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy through the three for 5,000 yards. He's got an excellent so, arm. Yeah. Problem is, he, he likes to throw it to the other team yeah, a lot. He couldn't see. That was it. The Lasix apparently helped, but not so much for not Sean for Payton, Sean to, play Payton to go. You're better than Taysom Hill. Yeah, which is one thing that I have not understood about this year. But yeah, I think Jameis still has some has some legs in the league. I mean, if Jacoby Brissett make twelve or twenty million dollars this year, uh, Jameis is definitely worth at least five match game continues up next right here on ESPN Asheville. All right. Welcome.
Welcome back into the match game. Sports Tank with Jeremy Green style here on ESPN Asheville. We're playing the match game for quarterbacks in 2021. I'm your host, Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green playing contestant. We all know how this game goes. We're all fans of this show. Who was not a fan? My grandmother was so in love with Richard Dawson. (laughs) And it always used to skeeve me out the way he would kiss the women on those shows. Family feud. Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> like you, you'd be he'd he'd have been arrested in 2020. Yeah, for that. yeah, can't do that in Rona times. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Continuing with the quarterbacks of 2021, where will they land? Philadelphia is so broke. How broke are they? They're so broke that they will have to continue to play blank. Jalen hurts, <laughs> and I'm telling you, they don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. You you could not possibly. Jalen Hurts is going to be one of those quarterbacks that I get that I get th- that I get nonsense about forever mm-hmm. because fantasy football players are going to love him and people that watch tape and people that really break this down go you're never going to win with him he's too inaccurate he's late too often but they're seventy million dollars over the cap and they're going to incur a little bit of a debt that came out yesterday yeah just a tad so. Indianapolis and Frank Reich, they catch feelings so easily. How easily? (laughs) Uh, Well, they catch feelings so easy that they will blank. Give up a first-round draft pick for Carson Wentz. I think Phillip Rivers is done. I think he's he's already got a deal for his job after he's done playing. He's Mm going to be a head coach at some high school. I can't remember. It's in Alabama. That's all I remember. Right. I think think it's his alma mater. Yeah, I think he's done. And Frank Reich looks at Carson Wentz and goes, that's an elite quarterback that I can have for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, the fact that the the Carson Wentz thing came out yesterday, that came from somebody. And I have a funny feeling that it was his agent going, we're not trying to fix this. Right. You chose Jalen, and that's fine, because you threw me overboard. Carson Wentz was the scapegoat here. And I don't think anybody can doubt that. Nope. And Carson Wentz was not what was wrong with this team. He's still the best quarterback on that team. It's not close. Mm-hmm. He was running for his life. And I do. I look at that picture of him and Zach Ertz and Jason Kelsey all sitting out on the field at 1 o'clock in the morning in the rain going, I don't think we see any of you in an Eagles jersey ever again. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that's killed against the cap. They've already made two restructurings today with Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Collins, I think. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Oh. I feel like it's been like nine years since can we he just give, a pass. Can we just give him the Bobby Bonilla deal and have him go away? I, I honestly don't remember the last time I actually saw Alshon Jeffrey catch a pass. <laughs> I think he caught a couple this year. I swear to you, I think we should hyphenate his name and call him Alshon Jeffrey Questionable. <laughs> I think that should be his new name. That'd look good on the back of a jersey. Because I think he's been questionable in every game for the last four years. By the way, speaking of that high school in Alabama, I mean, what a get to have Phillip Rivers come in and be your coach. And then you have a quarterback with the last name Rivers for the next, what, 14 years? Six years. (laughs) Because he's got, what, six sons? Yeah. And they're all probably going to play quarterback because, I mean, that's just how those families work. I would wager there's at least one pretty talented kid in that in that yeah family yeah I would like to say I would like to think so all right Carolina is so lucky 
How lucky are they? So lucky to keep Joe Brady, and they're so lucky that they will keep Teddy Bridgewater and draft blank. Trey Lance. Trey Lance reminds me a lot of Joe Burrow at times. Okay. Because he he does have that gunslinger mentality. Okay. You've got Bridgewater on a pretty team-friendly deal, and you can grow in with Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. And you think that they would draft Trey Lance even if Zach Wilson was on the board when they drafted eight? Yes. Why? Trey Lance is more physically talented than Zach Wilson. Okay. Zach Wilson obviously has more experience. You've got more tape on him. There's less... The risk with Zach Wilson comes in that what if all these things that I've heard are true? Mm-hmm. Because money's no issue. This is I hear a lot of Johnny Manziel with Zach Wilson. Like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that's come from one article. It has not come from one article. It has come from a lot of people that have covered this kid. As far as I can and tell. It's not, and it's not like, it's not that his teammates dislike him. Mm-hmm. It's that he's not necessarily the most coachable kid that you've ever seen. The teammates seem to like him. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Rosen, the knock on him, and I said that on this show when it was a Saturday show. Right. There is nobody in that locker room that likes him. Yep. And that's a problem. That's not the issue with Zach Wilson. The issue with Zach Wilson is, all right, let's say he gets this rookie deal, and all of these things are true. And and I, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you definitively it is. I've just heard it from so many places that tends to be where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Gets the deal, and then what? Now you've got your own money. Now it's not family money. This is money that you made yourself. And we saw, we have seen that time and time again. And I just look at Matt Rule and, and the way that he has structured this whole organization. And I go, you know what? I think he's willing to take the risk on the kid that he may not have the most tape on, mm-hmm. but is really physically impressive. That seems like a stretch to me. Again, I'd, it, it's, it's a warning flag for me with Trey Lance and the fact that he doesn't have a lot of experience and he hasn't gone up against top competition in college. I think all of those things are valid criticisms. There are scouts that like Trey Lance better than Justin Fields from a physical talent standpoint. It's just you've seen so little of it. Mm -hmm. But there will be a team, and I think it's going to be a forward-thinking analytical team because this kid is going to kill the combine. Hmm. Interesting. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Okay, it doesn't get much weirder than this. Um, As we have all seen over the last year, masks have become a thing. They're now being seen a lot more as a fashion statement. Than anything, as long as we have to fit, you know, as long as we have to wear these things, you know, we're going to we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to make them look good. Well, there is uh, one business owner in Japan who thinks that he has stumbled on to the next big thing in mask fashion, Uh, and he's calling it facial camouflage. Uh, These are full masks. They are 3D printed with someone else's face on them and they are creepy so you're telling me that we're going full john travolta nick cage i want to take his face off exactly uh shuhai aquara's masks um they may not necessarily protect you from the virus but 
He does believe that this is going to be the next big thing in Japan is all Japanese adults walking around with other people's faces on. <laughs> that is rather bizarre. He went through the process of uh, picking his model. He's starting out with just, there's a, there's a male mask and a female mask. And he paid 40,000 yen, which is... I don't know. It's $1 is equal to like 103 yen. So you do the math on that. I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, but he paid 40,000 yen for more than 100 applicants to send them send in their photos when he launched this project back in October. And then an artisan reworked the winning image and created the mask on a 3D printer. And now he's printed up all of these, and he's going to sell them for the price of 98,000 yen, which that is broken down into U.S. dollars as $950 a piece. Yeah, I believe I'll be passing on that. He thinks this is going to be the next big accessory for parties and theatrical performances, and he says he's gradually going to add new faces to his uh, stock including some from overseas. So that's going to be interesting to see people walking around Japan with other nationalities' faces on. It's odd. One of my favorite things is stupid criminals and frivolous lawsuits. Okay. This is the latter. Robert Galinsky of of Yonkers, New York, has filed a class-action lawsuit against the makers of King's Hawaiian Sweet Rolls alleging the company misled him into believing the California-manufactured sweet rolls are made in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) And it ruined my day. The packaging prominently features Hilo Hawaii on the front, but the back reveals they're actually made in Torrance, California. Galinsky said the packaging misled him into purchasing the product, believing the rolls to be made in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? I, here's my question. Why do you care? Right. Like, what, what did you think they were like? Pit roasted in the sands on the <laughs> the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> I, mean, what, what? I mean, other than the only argument that you could have for that in court would be: I thought I was supporting the economy of Hawaii, and I was, uh, you know, moved to buy these because it's been so bad with the shutdown in Hawaii that I thought I was helping out a, a battered state. That would be the only argument you could come up with in court for me. Well, his lawsuit states that the company is the leading seller of Hawaiian rolls and essentially invented this category of food. The King's Hawaiian website states the rolls were created in uh, by Robert Tara in the 1950s when he opened Robert's Bakery in Hilo, Hawaii. Uh-huh. Later on, it was moved to Torrance, California. I cannot for the life of me understand how somebody went. I, I, I just had this vision in my head. Of somebody going, oh, 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 wait. Right. <laughs> Are these California rolls? And then think, and I'm then gonna going to sue somebody. I must sue you. I, You have besmirched the good name of Hawaiian rolls. <laughs> and I it's expect like, vindication. It's like, it's like suing Papa John's for having a New York pizza that's not made in New York. Like, that doesn't make sense. I, 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 frivolous lawsuits make me laugh. Oh my this god! This is the reason I could never be a judge. What are the damages? What are the? It, I would love to know. Was not reported. <laughs> it's probably some stupid amount. See, this is why I couldn't be a judge because I would hear this and I would go, "What are you dumb? You like, are, are you dumb? 
you'd be like the uh, the 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 traffic like the the traffic judge that's got all the the viral videos out there from like New are York. You, or are something. you talking about the older guy? Yeah, yeah, the older guy. guy. Yeah, I love that guy. I love all of his videos. Yeah, because he will great. straight up just look at you. Oh and go, yeah, what are you dumb? Are you an idiot? Yeah, are you dumb? <laughs> This is not how any of this works. That is that is that would My that would one hundred percent be me as a judge. Mm, mm, Just I open know. the case file and go. You're kidding, right? Like this is not real. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, yesterday in the NFL, we had pivotal games. We had you know futures decided. Check on your Miami Dolphin fan friends. They're not. They're not okay. Yeah, uh, the Miami Dolphins missing out on the playoffs after getting just trounced by the Buffalo Bills by thirty points. I mean, it's one thing to miss the playoffs because you lose in Week Seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's another to get beat by a billion by a team that sat their quarterback after two and a half quarters. Yep. And then you know they <laughs> felt the urge to let Matt Barkley throw a bomb. You Stop know, trying to score. You know, you you know, Sean McDermott was watching Jacksonville stay close to Indianapolis, going, no, 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 mm-hmm. don't make me play them again. They're going to be very upset at that last touchdown that we scored, which was totally unnecessary. Uh huh. Stop trying to score. That, That's by the, the whole way, thing. That, you, by the way, would have been the jettiest thing that ever happened. The Jets mess around, win two games, and we still lose out on number one, even though Jacksonville won a second game. Right. You get a huge lead on a team. Uh, you should. The other team should just start kneeling on it. Just run the ball. Just run the clock out. You're not coming back. There's what ten minutes left in the game. You know, You're down three you scores. Just stop it. You have a lot of these rules. Of course I do. And that's kind of ridiculous because you're one of these people. <laughs> you were upset last night at. Oh, the the Philadelphia, they besmirched the good name of the game. No, they, they tried, did. No, they, they lost. It was, was an affront. It was, a, it was an affront to the NFL. I w- I, oh, good gracious. To the history of football. I do think it's funny that the, the most irate person I have heard about this was Dan Orlovsky, who mm-hmm. said, you become what you're okay with. And I feel like I was the only person that went, Weren't you the quarterback of that 0-16 Lions team? Uh, yeah, that's why he's an analyst. Yeah, you ran out of the back of the end zone, and I, I still am not sure if you know to this day that you were out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, he hung on He hung on as a backup for a long time in the NFL, but, I mean, there's a reason for that. He's a very good analyst. But I, bet I, I for the life of me, cannot figure out. In what universe is it better for Philadelphia to have won that game? Here and, and here's the oh, it's bre- not. and here's the breakdown of it. What's the biggest deficiency the Eagles have right now? Uh, the offensive line. Well, the line the the line's pretty bad. The receiving core is an atrocity. Awful, yeah, yeah. That one loss probably gave them Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith could mm-hmm. be the one. Mm-hmm. If you win that game, I can almost guarantee you that you won't wind up with either one of them. Very true. And for what? And see, I mean, John- and, and the, the thing that irritates me about this is that is that people like this, oh, the, the, you instill this current culture of losing. Well, first of all, they won a Super Bowl three years ago. So I think the culture's fine. Right. I, I believe we're good there. Right. And Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl ring, uh, which is something that very few people can say. Mm-hmm. There's only so many coaches that have won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. So I, I, th- I think he knows what he's doing. 
I, I feel pretty sure he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The Giants players that were that were hopping on Twitter last <laughs> night, like, what is happening? Because <laughs> they thought they had a shot. And here's the thing. Here's what I don't get about all the Giants play. I mean, well, I understand the players because the players want to play. The players want to get into the playoffs. You know, they feel like they earned something, which they didn't, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they you had wanna, six you earn wins. Win more than six games. Right. It's not that hard to figure right. out. You had six wins and needed some help from your arch rival to get into the playoffs. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not going to do what they can to help you. Nor should they. Just just saying. But for every Giants fan that was angry and threw stuff and yelled and posted uh, you know, awful things online about the Philadelphia Eagles, they did you a favor. If you realize, if you had won that game, well, you won the game, but if you had, uh, if, if Philly had won that game and you had made the playoffs, you would have lost almost 10 spots in the draft. Yeah. You would have ended up with a 19th pick in the draft rather than 11. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had lost that game yesterday to the Dallas Cowboys, which probably would have been my way to do it, uh, you would have wound up well inside the top 10. Either be either be good or be absolutely horrendous. I thought it was hilarious going into the last was it, uh, I heard I think it was on Fox Sports Radio. I heard them say going into the last game of the season, the New York Giants had the largest swing possible in their draft pick because they could either lose the game to the Dallas Cowboys, have a lot of help, and end up with the number three pick in the draft, or they could make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, and end up with the last one. Now, obviously, that's a huge stretch yeah, that, that they would have won the Super drastic. Bowl. But, I mean, it was possible. There was, it was a, you know, a very remote possibility that, that could have happened. It was the first time in history that any team could either wind up in the top five or would end up with the last pick in one game. What drove me absolutely insane about this is some of the same people that I heard Oh, why would Philadelphia do? We're the same people saying the Jets may have had the two worst losses in the history of the NFL. Yeah, two weeks beforehand. Yeah, but it's different when it's your team. It's different when you want to, you know, you want to feel like you did something. You, oh, we made the playoffs. Well, congratulations, you just lost ten spots in the draft. Well, and 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 your reward was to go get killed by Tom Brady, which they mm-hmm. would have. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me. <clears throat> I think the Giants and the Eagles are in better shape than the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're not going to win this game. And, and, and let's say you do. You know what your reward is? Do you know what you get? You get to go to Lambeau and play Aaron Rodgers in his home stadium in January. Right. You're not winning a Super Bowl. And all of this, you know, just, un- I mean, some of the things I saw. Did did you see the 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 screenshot of Nate Sudfeld? His Instagram, just the things that people were saying to him. No, it was absolutely vile. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, it I just mean, blows my mind. Like, what did you? What do you want? First of all, if you're going to blame anybody, why are you blaming him? Right. <laughs> like, if you don't blame somebody, it's Doug Peterson, and it's not all that close. Mm-hmm. Why would you go on to Nate Sudfeld's Instagram? And and say all these unbelievably vile things. All this kid's doing is playing because he was told to play. Mm-hmm. And and I understand he's not very good, but he's better than you are. Mm-hmm. I, I I really feel like if I had ever gotten to that level and somebody had inundated my social medias with that, for as bad as I am, I am a thousand times better than you have ever been. 
That would be, that's see. This is why I was never allowed to be really talented at anything, <laughs> right? Because that would have been my response to all of it. Yeah, uh, there are only a few people that this world can stand that have all of the talent and a mouth as big as yours. Yes, uh, <laughs> we couldn't take another one. And many of them are named Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like Pat Pac Man Jones, but okay, you can. Pat McAfee is also a, that's also an acceptable answer, right? Um, well, I'm reasonably sure that we are actually brothers separated at birth. <laughs> uh, yesterday, was there a team though that you were disappointed in the way that they played in the last week of the season, I other mean, than the Arizona Cardinals? Well, it's the Miami Dolphins. I mean that, that you cannot go out like that. And I'm telling you right now, you can tell me I'm wrong, and you have told me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You cannot, as an objective NFL football fan. Look at Tua Tonga Vailoa right now next to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and go, yeah, I feel equally good about all three of them. I've never said I feel equally good about you it. You can't I be told in the you, same ballpark. I have told you I'm not ready to give up on Tua, and I don't think the coaching staff there is either. Okay, well, here's and here's my, my thought process on this. That team is really talented, divinely talented. They had virtually no shot of scoring yesterday. Mm-hmm. When they got behind two touchdowns, and we're sitting directly across from each other, you and I looked at each other and went, they have no shot of coming back. Nope. None. And the defense is not, I mean, it didn't play well yesterday, but you just know you don't have a prayer. Mm -hmm. And you look at all the talent on this team and where this team is set and where they could be a year from now, three years from now, whatever the case may be. I look at it and go, I, if there were a hundred outcomes, let's, let's say somehow, you know, somebody figured out time travel and we could do the next five years in the NFL a hundred times. Every solution that ends with the Dolphins winning a Super Bowl, I don't see one where Tua Tonga by low is their quarterback. And you can give me the stats and you can mm-hmm. give me all that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I do not care about stats. They're misleading. That's fantasy football culture. Mm-hmm. This is why people think Derrick Henry is the greatest running back that's ever lived. He's no, he's good. not. He's pretty good. He gets an unbelievable workload and he runs over cornerbacks. Uh-huh. And that's why I love Arthur Smith. He has said, do you not find it ironic that Derrick Henry has become the best running back in the NFL exclusively under Arthur Smith? Because he's a real smart guy. Mm-hmm. And if he goes away, don't be shocked if that goes away too. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I mean, I think Derrick Henry is very talented. He's, I, and, and that, see, this is. What you just said is where I get into issues with people on social media. I'm not saying the kid's not good. Right. I'm saying if you look at him statistically, mm-hmm. which is what people always want to throw at me, always in the 2,000-yard club, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He also led the league in touches by about 100. So, yeah, calm down on all <laughs> right. that. Right. You know, he has the biggest workload in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But because I, it works. It, uh, and I agree with you 100%. <laughs> right, because it works. 100%. I mean, death by a this thousand a, cuts. Just give Derrick Henry the ball and, you know, death and taxes. Well, you got two guys in this offense here with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. That Until Arthur Smith showed up, nobody knew how to use them. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why he's going to wind up with an NFL head coaching job. And I'm, the more I think about it, the more I'm hoping it's mine. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm firmly, and, and I want this, you know, noted so that I can go back to it later. I can't tell you that I would be willing to use three on another quarterback because I'm not that sold on any of them. I won't be shocked if they are. Yeah. I don't think you can look at that team and go, 
it's this different with 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I understand he's a rookie. I get that. Justin Herbert outplayed Tyrod Taylor tenfold. You took one over the other. Yes. If Let me ask you a question. And I've wanted to ask you this all day, but I wanted to do it while a microphone was on in front of us. Okay. If Justin Herbert was the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, are they in the playoffs today? Yes. 100% I agree with yes, you. Yes, they are. I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with Tua. Mm-hmm. That is 100% my problem. And I feel the same way about Joe Burrow. I'll be 100% honest with you. I feel that way about Sam Darnold, too. And several other guys. If Sam Darnold were the if Sam Darnold quarterback, the starting of the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins right now, they would be in the playoffs. All right. Because Tua would go through these periods where it was just mind-boggling mm-hmm. at some of the decisions. This is a guy that started a lot of games in college. Everything was there that you should slide right in. And I'm not saying you're going to be a pro bowler in your rookie year. Justin Herbert was, which is making yeah, you look was. bad. Yeah, it was. But statistically, oh, he lines up with all these other rookies. Okay, watch the tape. I'll, I'll sit down with you. I mean, mm-hmm. Happily, we'll mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Sit down it's with you and go, year. this is not good. Mm-hmm. It's been a these rough These are bad decisions. Year. These are bad. This is bad technique. This is bad form. And these are happy feet. Mm-hmm. And it would scare me to death if I was a Dolphins fan. I think at this point it does scare a lot of Dolphins fans to death. I think it scares the coaching staff to death. But you got to work with it. I mean, you just invested a top five pick in this guy last year. I don't see them going the Josh Rosen route and taking another quarterback, and then what do you do with Tua? Who are you going to trade him to? I just don't see it. Oh, I'm not saying that's what they do. I'm right. saying I, you could see I would have, if I was, in, if I was the, the leadership of the Miami Dolphins, I would be petrified right now mm-hmm. that we are building a this beautiful house on the edge of the the ocean, and the views are unbelievable. And I don't know that we have. I don't know that the the the, the post holding this thing up are what they need to be. Yeah. Yesterday was a good day for me on Monkey Knife Fight. I encourage you to get signed up today at monkeyknifefight.com. We'll tell you what the uh, Monkey Knife Fight play of the day is coming up next. All right, it's time for a Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com, daily fantasy sports props. A whole lot of fun. Go on and create your account today. Make your initial investment, and they will match it up to $50 if you use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. Also, for using the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, they will give you a $5 free play as well, which you can use on tonight's free money special from Jeremy Green. I am playing the more or less 2x2, 3.2x multiplier. I am taking under 26 half, 26 and a half points for Giannis Antetokounmpo in what I think will be a blowout against Detroit and over 12 and a half rebounds for Andre Drummond against Orlando. Less. That, yes. I, I, don't, I could honestly see him playing 25 minutes. This uh-huh. is going to be okay. a demolition. I mean, yeah, Detroit's bad. Uh, th- that will take your $10 buy-in and turn it into a $32 prize. Hmm. Interesting. I also have to give a big shit. We we officially have a winner in the Sports Tank Garter Minshew on the Fly Fantasy Football League, and it's not me. Oh, it was the best team all year. Chris Mathers was without a doubt the best team all year long. Drafted well. We played in a two week final in week sixteen and week seventeen, mm-hmm. and he beat me savagely. Smoked you. Yes. So we are going to have a lovely prize pack for him of uh, sportsocracy and sports tank things. Uh, we will get with you on that 
uh, and it was it was fun. I, I fully plan on doing that again next year mm-hmm. with some form of shtick. It's not going to be I take Gardner Minshew in the first round. <laughs> no, because he won't also be playing gonna, next year. Yeah, it's also not going to be my whole team. Uh, by week six, my whole team's dead, and I'm playing free agents every week. At least I hope. Uh, I think next year we should make you draft Zach Wilson first. Actually, no, Tua. You should do it with Tua. Oh, no. I, we should make you have Tua. Gardner Minshew. Oh, oh, that's no. a low blow. From a fantasy perspective, I'm actually not wrong. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is going to be one of the two. I have to give Chris credit. He was one of the, you know, a lot of times you'll see in a league that somebody's not the leading scorer or they got lucky in the schedule or anything like that. He was literally, he had the most points in the league. He had the best record in the league. And then he went through the playoffs like a hot knife through butter. So congratulations to Chris Smathers, our 2020 sports tank on the fly, Gardner Minshew Fantasy Football League champion. We have the end of an era in the NFL. Matt Schaub is retiring. Oh, uh, I thought you were about to Matt be- Schaub. I thought you were about to tell me Bill had retired, and I was going to uh, perfect time. No. <laughs> no, Matt Schaub, who has been the backup in Atlanta forever. He was actually their third round pick in two thousand and four. He is officially calling it quits. Bummer. Oh. ESPN Asheville ninety two point nine FM eight eighty AM and fourteen hundred. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon right here at three o'clock. Don't forget to follow, like, and share the sportsocracy on all of the social medias. We'll see you tomorrow morning on Facebook and YouTube live at nine AM.